Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. So in this episode, we're talking about nanny life. Is it really all practically perfect in every way? We'll be looking at how a nanny is one of the most complex of professions, as well as how important it is to get the relationship just right when employing a nanny. So, Claire, you are a nanny. I am. A very specially trained nanny. I am. Over many years. Yes. So I suppose we need to sort of talk about, first of all, what it was about what appealed to you about being a nanny and why you still because you still do do some I do so yeah what Um, is it about it uh what is it I think it's the fact that I can have a really special relationship with you know a very you know small number of children and their family and that is really quite a special feeling when you are taken into someone's home and you are given and I don't think I ever fully realized the level of responsibility I had when I first started nannying obviously I'm like 20 odd years down the line yeah you know post training and I look back at it and I'm like wow someone actually left me with their children their car their house that's so true pets yeah I had contact with their friends, the schools, nurseries, grandparents. It was, you know, it's a big thing. And, you know, I was responsible for taking over the day-to-day stuff when those children's parents couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And I certainly didn't think of it like I do now. And so it's a huge kind of privilege to be in that position and to be trusted to that level. I think I just loved the whole element. I still do. I love that kind of, we go off and do things. We can meet up with other people and their children that they have. And you watch them grow. You know, the children I've worked with over the years, I still have contact with. Now, some of them are now in their 20s. It's amazing. They still remember stuff that we did. Mm when they were tiny mm-hmm. um you know one of them still has his nanny diary that i did for him and he's now 20 and still has it Aww. and still talks about it and if i see them we always talk about what they did when they were little and their funny little things and i can share in that mm-hmm. now so i can sit with family members and grandparents and go oh do you remember when and can you remember when they first started doing this and doing that and I think having someone else who remembers those things mm-hmm. is a really nice element for... Because a lot of families, it kind of... It happens and it goes on and milestones are hit and things like... But to have someone else who was there at that time and who really knew about it makes it a little bit more special. Yeah. And I think it is that just that relationship building that came from you know being a nanny... But how is that different to, because obviously you've managed nurseries as well. Mm -hmm. So how is that relationship with families and children different 
to when you're part of that because I suppose you are part of their family aren't you it, it's nine to five well nursery's not nine to five but you know you go in you, you go open in, you up go the nursery I go yeah. into my you know and obviously nanny there's different nannying you know you have your living nannies your daily nannies your rotor nannies all of those different complex kind of mm-hmm. different makeups but ultimately at nursery you don't go home with that family you're not there at bedtime you're not there at breakfast you're not there um and so nursery the relationships are still there but you are having multiple relationships with multiple families Mm -hmm. with multiple different needs whereas when you're with one family in their home with their children it's a much more intense relationship it's all encompassing isn't it it is all encompassing and I will always say that I think being a nanny is possibly one of the toughest jobs. Not necessarily because of, you know, the actual job of caring for children, because, you know, that is what you go to do as a nanny and that's Mm -hmm. what you train to do and everything else. It's all the other stuff that goes around it. Yeah. So like what? So if you think, name another job that requires you to potentially, you know, live with your employer, maybe even go on holiday with your employer. Um, You can see each other in your pyjamas. You You will do, probably, won't you? Especially if, you know, if you go away with them and things like that and you've got children getting up and you're, you know, you've got that whole thing of if your boss, if you need to have a conversation and a bit of an awkward conversation... It's not like you just go home. No. And that you can, you know, and that the next day in the office you can stand by the photocopier and avoid everything for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's done by email. This is, you're back in their own home, in their home, and actually having those tricky conversations in someone else's home. Yeah, so you're not even on neutral ground, are you're you? You're not. And so that can, that's probably a really hard side. Mm-hmm to both from the employer and the nanny perspective. Yeah. You know, it's still hard, you know, from an employer's, obviously I see it slightly more now because of the job that we, you know, we do. I'm listening to the employer's side of things. But even for them to have those conversations mm. and know that the nanny's got to come back in the next day and that there's not really a breather or they might be going on holiday or they mm-hmm. are on holiday and it's got a bit awkward. That's... Well, in the end of the day... The, the home is also becomes a workplace, doesn't it? Yeah. And so that is, as an employer, that's quite hard because actually you potentially go out, which is maybe why you've got a nanny, is you go out to work to a workplace. But then when you come back, actually, you're kind of in a similar situation, aren't you? Because mm-hmm. it is still a workplace. It's got to be, you've got to be respectful to an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, equally, you expect respect back from your employee Mm -hmm. um but like you say you've got to do things like appraisals difficult conversations you've got to make sure that they've got all of the things that they need to have in order to carry out their role effectively you need good communication tools but then you flip that and next minute you could all be sat in the bathroom bathing the children Mm. and playing games and singing to each other yeah In front of each other. Yeah. Mm. Or you could be, you know, sat doing stories. And, you know, I've had, you know, times where 
we've all been sat on the bed reading stories together and on the parents bed as well yeah. sometimes yeah and yeah. you so that's your employer's bed yeah. <laughs> and you're sat there reading stories and having a lovely time with your you know the charges the children you look after is that's kind of the term um and then you may have just had a really tricky conversation mm-hmm. about pay or holiday holiday or, or yeah. actually that you're not agreeing on discipline yeah, so there's another thing, isn't it? So if you're a nanny, before you even start <laughs> the whole, like, employment thing, so even, you know, right, right at the beginning, before you even perhaps get employed by them, how important is it to see that you're on the same page as your employer or equally the employer sees that the nanny is on the same page as them? I would say it's it's the deal breaker. Yeah, you I just wouldn't if you had somebody different. And no, you can't make you can't, it work. You know, I've interviewed huge amount of nannies. I think probably on the last count, over a thousand nannies yeah. we've interviewed from behalf of yeah. clients. And so I've interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and my question is always, you know, what are your beliefs? What are your values? What are you? What's your ethos? And it, you know, when someone says to me, "I just fit with the family." Mm. I'm always a little bit like but can you Mm. if you are true to your values and your ethos and what you feel true and how you work and what you can you truly get past that or does it sit there slightly grating on you Mm -hmm. and if it slightly grates on you we all know it doesn't slightly grate on you forever it 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 just becomes very challenging from both perspectives and I would always say to employers when we talk to them and nannies just be honest what works for you what doesn't work for you what is it you look you know what are your views on supporting behavior Mm -hmm. and actually do they align to this you know potential boss because actually if they don't it's not the job for you but what if the boss doesn't really know is there, are there instances where the boss for example in terms of behavior actually isn't really sure about how to manage behavior and then the or support behavior and then the nanny comes in and you know kind of says well this is what i suggest mm-hmm. is that okay but that conversation has to be before right okay right from the, so if they go well, we're not really sure it's like okay let's have some scenarios and yeah that's quite good in your interviews you do quite often do scenarios that you what you know if this was to happen Mm -hmm. what would you do and i've asked parents that when i've interviewed for them that what you know if this was to happen if we were at the dinner you know dining room table and the children start wanting to get up from the table or they've had enough what are your views on them getting up what are your views on table manners what you know and if they're like yeah what do you think it's like no 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 no. yeah because actually however much you don't really know what to do necessarily to stop them getting down if you want them to stay at the table you know that you want a strategy to help them stay at the table don't you i suppose yeah and it's those sorts of things what do you truly believe in and do they align to you Mm -hmm. as a nanny and vice versa as important for the employer Mm mm-hmm it, does that nanny truly kind of get where you're coming from? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then it's not it's not going to be the right job. But those interviews, and I think you know we already talked about this. Interviewing is a whole other podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> because 
that is a skill in itself. Yes. And again, having interviewed a lot of people, some have been excellent. Yeah. And then there's some other things that could be tweaked to make you know them more successful. But um, it those initial it's a bit like dating. It is a bit like dating, actually, isn't it? Because it's not like a job. It's not like a normal job interview because you actually have to really like each other. <laughs> Whereas in a normal job. You're not going to necessarily like everyone in your office. Well, and you definitely wouldn't necessarily be really up close and personal with your boss, would you? No. And, you know, there are times where I've had situations where I'm like, oh, wow, we're all stood here, you know, in our pyjamas, and I'm sat on the end of the bed whilst, you know, baby's having a feed. Yeah. And actually, there's a that that's quite strange. Well, it's stuff that probably nobody, except for potentially their partner, if they have a partner, no. has seen. No. Which is like a word. Kind of like, and and actually, you don't know them that well quite often, no. do you? Straight. I mean, obviously, right at the beginning. Yeah. And then you start to get to know, and but it's still a very personal job. And can when it gets and and you know quite more often than not actually becomes a beautiful partnership and a beautiful friendship that is but the important aspect of it is always remembering that it's your job yeah it is your employer remembering that if you have a nanny it is their job yeah and they are an employee and that actually for for the nanny it's their career Mm -hmm. so if that has to be respected massively in that you know I, I was really lucky. One of my bosses, right at the beginning of my career, they came from very kind of formal work environments. Mm-hmm. And so every six months we had an appraisal. And it was once the children had gone to bed, so the children weren't there, we sat down, we had supper together, and we had an appraisal. And when I say an appraisal, they went through what was working, what wasn't working, what could we improve. We talked about the children, whether, you know, where would they be in the next six months? What what aspects of development was I working on? Mm. And it was a lot, but actually it was brilliant because it actually made me feel like they valued the fact I was a professional. Mm. I wasn't, and not just a babysitter. Yeah. Oh, that term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is difference between a babysitter and au pair and nanny. Of course. Um, and... It, you know, it's again having that respect and they absolutely did respect it. Mm. And I was really lucky on that. And I think that's what set me up in all my other jobs because I went in expecting that. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, I would always have an element of formality to, okay, you know, is there anything else you, you know, we need to look at? Here is what I'm doing. This is what we're working on. And I think it's just continued in my career because they set it mm-hmm. quite early on. And it was so valuable because I felt valued, but they also got... But don't you think, like, so, but for employers who don't necessarily have that formal work environment, so don't really even know what an appraisal is, mm-hmm. potentially, and don't know also what a nanny should be working towards. So, for example, like you just mentioned, you know, they were saying, where are they developmentally? What are you doing to, to do that? And then you haven't got a nanny that potentially isn't also working to that structure. 
that you know that can be quite hard can't it mm-hmm. because you don't actually then have either of the parties potentially working to the best interest of the children no and i think i think it is you know there are much there are some families who are much more relaxed mm-hmm. and some nannies who are much more relaxed yeah and again that comes back to that interview process of what is does that fit mm-hmm. but one thing regardless of whether you're relaxed or not relaxed um it is those professional boundaries yeah how do you maintain them you know it is all those things like um i did a job and i remember you know i wasn't actually working with the children because um i was having a couple of days off but we were away so I technically wasn't working but I was with the family um, and the children were with actually another nanny and um, they were just like have a glass of wine and yeah like, no yeah like, no honestly have a glass of wine yeah but okay so and I, I I know you obviously but some people listening to this might be like but you were off. Why didn't you have a glass mm-hmm. of wine? You know, that they were having a nice time. Yep. You were on holiday. Mm-hmm. They were being really kind to offer you a glass of wine, but yep. you still said no. So why did you say no? Because I am technically still away. I'm still with that family. And at any point, it could be, you know, if something went wrong, mm-hmm. it could be, you know, even a year down the line. Oh, but, you know, she did have a drink when we were away on holiday. Yeah. And I'd... Uh, no way. You don't want to it's give never that. coming... But also, I suppose the other nanny could have gone sick and you'd have had to have yeah. been responsible for the children. But professionally, did I need a drink? No. No. <laughs> do I but need... But also, do you think as well, if you start to have a drink, you start to let your guard down a little bit? And I don't mean let your guard down, inverted commas, but you might... and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know what you like, yeah. Claire. <laughs> no, but, you know, loose lips and all that kind of yeah. thing. You know, you could start saying stuff about other members of staff, but not intentionally, no. but just kind of, like, forgetting yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well, isn't there, I suppose? And I think it's, you know, again, dependent on the position you're in, because obviously some nannies were working more, you know, households with more staff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also being quite aware of your relationship in mm. there. That the term that lots of people use is, you know, being part of the family. Mm-hmm. And that is really nice and that is very special. But you are ultimately being paid to do a job. Yeah. And so my my thing is, you know, if you can do a really good job and you're really good with the children, and if you do have other household staff, whether it's, you know, cleaner, housekeeper, you know, or even more, which some households do have. Stick with the team. Yeah. Because the team will support you and the team will have your back. And if you have their back and everyone works together, your job is so much easier. Uh (laughs) The minute you have an opinion that you are better... And you're seen by the other stuff. And, you know, it is tricky because, again, it's the one job probably within a household that you are the closest to the principals, to mm-hmm. the parents as such. You know, because nine times out of ten you're, you know, taking them children there because you know, or taking them to do things with the parents. Well, like we said, going to their bedroom to read stories, etc. Yeah, et and yeah. sat on their bed together. You know, yeah. that's very different to probably everyone else in the household. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's making sure you re you know you're connecting with those other people because it can be quite a lonely job yeah you see it's weird isn't it because obviously um as people know we worked at norland before and you you're obviously a norland nanny and always the thing with that um, the founder of Norland said when you arrive I mean this is obviously 1800s but she said when you arrive in a household you should put your silver backed hairbrush onto your dressing table so that other staff know that you're a cut above them mm-hmm. and it's really weird because actually really that is the last thing you want to do you don't want to be setting yourself apart or better which is it's because that you know that in a in a huge household can you imagine actually in those 1800s how horrible that was for the nanny yeah really lonely Mm -hmm. i never had an all it was almost like you dedicate yourself to the children and the family and so what for everybody else it doesn't matter but that just isn't the case is it no because i've always just found that if you are friends with everybody (laughs) It does make it easier. Grandparents, even anyone, as long as you are, you know, connecting with the people around the children and that family, and doing it professionally, it actually makes your job so much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's a really so also things like boundaries with um, with families because it is a real fine line. So you know, I know that. Um, families quite often will give um, presents and gifts but what if the the family suddenly start to say or one of the parents suddenly start to say you come shopping with me or will you come to this event with me or will you come to my friend's house for drinks with me you know I know you just said about the glass of wine but you know it, how it's quite difficult to turn around and say to your employer mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And for your employer to then want, because they quite like them as a friend, they like them as a person to have, want to know, do stuff. And it can be that you actually get on really well. Yeah. And it's actually a really nice relationship. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's all, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking and it seems like, do you follow each other on Instagram or, oh, yeah. you know, social media? Well... Probably not, but... No, not that we would advise anyway. But it's very hard if you, you know, they ask you to follow them. Mm-hmm. Are they asking to follow you back? Yeah. And actually it's stopping it in its tracks and saying, having that really tricky conversation of saying, I know it would be really nice, but do you know what? We just need to keep... Professional. You know, that's That's my personal stuff. That's your personal stuff. You know, it's really hard, but I just don't think it's a good idea. And it can be really hard to, you know, I think if any nannies are listening to this, they'll know that the hardest part of nannying is leaving. Oh, yeah. Because one, it's so emotional um, and it's so hard because normally it's the jobs naturally come to an end because children are going to school and nursery or, you know, family move away and that's really hard. But if you've made that decision and you're employer hasn't because your you know your circumstances have changed as a nanny um it can be quite a personal it can be taken quite personally like why Mm. are you leaving us and it is like a relationship breakup very different to being in an office job again yeah and so you're kind of saying actually I, i don't you know i'm not gonna stay and 
look after mm. your children anymore and then it's like well what have we done wrong what's who's you know you're going to go to a better family all those sorts of things um and that is really yeah really hard um and again it comes back to those kind of professional boundaries again i think it's easier to do those things it's easier to you know resign if you mm-hmm. need to if you've maintained those professional boundaries yeah because they there's it's, it is an employer employee relationship absolutely then. um so it's it's a very fine line but mm-hmm. both parties need to be very aware of it and again <laughs> at the very beginning i'd probably set my Ground rules. Mm-hmm. And you know, you said about being invited to different things. I am really lucky. I've had employers invite me to really cool things. Yeah. Um, and one of them was when I was working, and they'd organised it. Everything they'd organised cover for me so that I could attend this event with them. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't feel right. It wasn't right. And actually, again. <laughs> My first question was, what time would we get home? Because I really love my sleep. And I was just like, I'm still going to have to get Is up. Is it going to be really late? <laughs> um, and there was, everyone else just couldn't believe that I was saying no. Because it was a really It was really, you know, a really thing. special thing. But I think I actually gained more respect from that family for the fact that I stuck, stuck by what felt right I didn't do it for my own benefit yeah. and to the detriment of them or the children but you know I actually was just like no 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 I'm good yeah and you know don't get me wrong I have done lovely things yeah, and yeah. I have gone to lovely places but not when I am working yeah yeah and normally once I've finished working with a family yeah but, you know but I still set really strong boundaries around all of it mm-hmm. because they are still an employer yeah, they are. They are not, you know, they're friends to a point. Yeah. Sorry if any of my old bosses. <laughs> but they are, you know, I will always have in the back of my head, they, they paid me to do a job. Yes. And that's... So how do you do things like, so obviously as a nanny, you're spending a lot of time with the children. Mm-hmm. Um probably well sometimes more than the parents do just because of the way that it works you know if they go out to work for the majority of the day they see the children at the beginning of the day the end of the day and at weekends and that's you know that's parenthood that's That's the way it is exactly how do you handle it if there's a meltdown (laughs) by a child and mummy says or daddy says or whoever says um Come on then, I have a cuddle, and they go. No, I want Claire. Mm-hmm. Ha- has that happened? Mm. <gasps> that must be so hard for you, but also for the employer. And how how do you deal with that? What do you do? Yeah, I had it a couple of times. Um, one was every because I was a daily nanny for this one family, and every evening it's like this. The youngest seemed to just know the time, so we do bath. We do stories. It's probably because you're so good at doing time prompts, Claire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you could see him sensing that I was about to get ready to go. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so he was sensing it and he could tell. And then it would become more and more clingy to, to me. And it got to the point where they would always wave goodbye to me at night. And it got to the stage where at the door mum would be holding him and he'd be clinging to the door and his little fingers would be coming around the door frame and he'd just be crying and calling my name and 
it was it was really hard. I can imagine. But mum, you know, it was really tough for mum at yeah. that time because she'd come home from work and she just wanted to cuddles, have yeah. the cuddles and everything else. And it, it there was an element where she started to, I could tell, start to dread me going mm-hmm. home because yeah. it was, you know, every evening. And again, I wasn't mass- I wasn't that old at this point. I was a few years into my career, and um, I remember saying to her, "We need to have a chat." And um, I said, "I can't help this." No. I said, "I am trying my best to make this better, but I can see that it's really hard for you. It is really hard for me too. But if it feels any better, at least he loves being." with me during the day yeah. so you can go to work and he is happy he is not screaming no. for me to leave him alone and I said it will it will get better yeah. we just have to let him work through it and do you know what a couple of days later because we both relaxed yeah and didn't make a big deal of it and we both knew we were on the same page he actually got a lot better mm. um and then I had another child who um I ended up having to take to a hospital because they went downhill over the day and um mum came to meet us from work because i got sent straight to the hospital and you know the little one needed to go for an x-ray and all i could hear from the x-ray room was my claire my claire (laughs) and mum walked back in and went here's your claire and i was like oh she said well that was just she was great she was yeah she's like just have your claire then and so he came over, had the cuddle. She went, well, that was awkward. And I was oh, like, mm, yeah. yeah. And she just said, but you know what? Yeah. It is what it is. I think as a, as a parent, you've, got, you've just got to be a bit tough-skinned about it, haven't you? Yeah, and there's a point where you go, actually, it, we are all helping yeah. to raise those children and that we're kind of working as a team. It is, yeah. And some days he's going to want me. But then the, the majority of the time, if mummy or daddy were in the room it's mummy daddy yeah. you know and don't want me so it, it swings around about yes yeah but it's um it's pretty yeah i can imagine that hard. that kind of thing is really quite tough isn't it it is and you try everything to try and make it not mm-hmm. you know not that way mm-hmm. but you're with them for hours of the day yeah and so they naturally are just gonna start to you know, want to you. Mm-hmm. It happens between parents. It happens between anyone, you know. Definitely. And so it's going to happen between an employer and the nanny and the child. And in terms of things like house rules, mm. so obviously different houses have got different mm-hmm. rules, haven't they? So, for example, I don't know, even to the point where do you take your shoes off when you go in? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there is that, there's that thing. And you don't necessarily know what all the house rules are right at the beginning. So is it the best thing to do as a nanny to sit down with the employer and say, what are your house rules or what, or for an employer to just, when you have a nanny for the first time, to just write it down or what? I think, again, if it's the first time of an employer or a family having a nanny, it's very hard for them to know. Oh gosh, cause I remember once in a contract having some somebody saying that they shouldn't use any fake tanning. 
in the bedroom <laughs> because I think the previous nanny had got fake tan all over the cream carpet <laughs> but do you know what I mean like there's stuff like that that you wouldn't even think about no not that I'm using fake tan all the time or indeed a nanny but do you know what I mean it's yeah. like that yeah and I think until you know particularly if you're a first time employer of a nanny it is quite hard to know what your house rules are. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because you, you don't know like what's... Yeah. Until someone comes in your house. And I always, you know, look at people who have, you know, nannies in their home. It's really hard to have someone in your house. Yeah. If you're in a bad mood or you just want to go and lie on your sofa and watch TV. Yeah. Because, don't we all at some point, yeah. but you have people in your home watching you almost they're not watching you are they but but it's just really you know really hard to kind of think that you have people in your home and so it does change and I think write things down but be as a nanny again particularly if I if I do temp nannying but if I'm with a family for the first time it's saying to them look I don't know how your household works. Mm. I don't know what things you do and don't like. We're going to have to work this out. And there's going to be things that I don't get right. And I just, you know, need you to tell me what they are. If you don't like the way, you know, I do this or do that. Um, I remember one of my old bosses, I first started with her and um, I first, you know, I think it was like my third day and um, brought the baby downstairs and she just went, oh, She's like, it's so nice. I was like, uh. <laughs> and she said, you've actually put in coordinating clothes. Oh. I was like, oh, right. And she went, yeah. The last nanny just didn't match the socks with the outfits. You know, it just was a bit of a, and she said, oh, that just makes me just, and I'm like, the smallest of Yeah, things. because actually that nanny perhaps didn't even, no, didn't, she might even have even mentioned it. But she probably liked odd socks. Yeah, and, <laughs> She may just not have thought that it was a big thing. Yeah. But from that day on... You knew. I knew that everything needed to mm-hmm. nicely coordinate. coordinate. Um, and, yeah, everyone has their own little things in their home. Like, if someone came and lived with me... God forbid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for them. But it is, it, you know, it can be as simple things, you know, oh, I'm trying to think what kind of things... Well, it is things like, um, so for example, and this is like really table small. Table manners is a big one. Table manners, yeah. yeah. But this is really small then. And now you've just said table manners. Now I feel like this is a really small thing. <laughs> but we've got um, bone-handled knives, okay? okay? So the bone-handled knives, we don't use them for everything, but we use them sometimes. Uh, they can't go in the dishwasher, bone-handled knives. Right. But my cleaner always puts them in the dishwasher but obviously I always see them always take them out so the other day and we've had our cleaner for about two years now mm. I said to her um, those knives don't go you know when you're a bit like um, those knives don't go in the dishwasher but it's stuff like that because she's like oh gosh I'm really sorry now she washes them up and she just puts them on the side Yeah. but of How course how does that take you to tell her it's quite like two years <laughs> No, but that's the same thing with the nanny, isn't it? Like, you might... The the nanny might keep, I don't know, drain stuff on the drainer and not put it away, let's Mm -hmm. say. See, there's another thing that irritates me. (laughs) She'd be joyful. (laughs) But, you know, that kind of thing, no, we always do put things away. Or, like, if you worked for my dad, 
you have to dry the glasses with the glasses tea towel. <laughs> like there are like really things, aren't there? That Massively. is. Yeah, and it's you know he bought me one actually because awesome. I think he thought because he thought that I wasn't doing it properly. <laughs> but it is you know certain things and you know how you like things left at the end of the day like are oh, the towels put back on you know it's it's just getting used to it yeah yeah and are there certain you know outfits that are for certain things and it it does take some getting. However, you know, all of this does underline. That the most important thing mm-hmm. in a nanny employer relationship is communication. Yeah. Like you've got to, like I just said, it took me two, well, that's ridiculous. I mean, it is a cleaner that comes and does two hours at my house a week. So it's a completely different scenario. But, you know, one, and, and I think we've said before that once something annoys you, yeah. you cannot get it out of your head. So, but then and if then that the next thing annoys you, and the next thing annoys and they, you. And if they don't know, how are they supposed to, they've, they've come from a completely different household, haven't yeah. they? But it's also the same from a nanny perspective. Mm-hmm. That actually, you know, you're assuming as a nanny that your employer gets what can be frustrating from a nanny perspective. Yeah, true. And actually, they might not have a clue. No. And so until you have that conversation, yeah, it's it you know it can be yeah like even being five minutes late home or something yeah just that is like well no because I have to get a bus to get home and if you're five minutes late then I miss it kind of thing yeah but yeah. then it's also going but is this not working yeah and because... actually do we need to work amend my working hours so that I finish fifteen minutes late so I know that I get the next bus that I yeah. get the next bus and you're not having to stress about getting home you know is this not it's about communication it's mm-hmm. you know I've heard of that whole kind of being home late yeah it, it can be really frustrating but sitting there with your coat in your bag mm-hmm. waiting to leave when you don't know what's gone on for your employer mm-hmm. outside of you know they're coming home you have no idea what their day's been like and what they've experienced. You know, I work for, and I'm not going to say what job they did, but I knew for a fact that there were some really tough days at work. I mean, you could work for a surgeon, that people mm-hmm. die every yeah. day and something could have really gone wrong or whatever. I had a conversation actually with a um, surgeon. It was a heart surgeon. All right. And um, I remember him saying to me, that he was in emergency heart surgery with a patient. And this is what triggered them getting a nanny interested. The children were in mm-hmm. nursery. And um, he kept looking at the clock thinking, I'm going to be late to the nursery pickup and I'm going to get charged. Oh my goodness. And he said he kept looking at his operation and looking at the clock and okay. thinking, I don't know how to do this. I don't <gasps> know like what's... And they ended up going for a nanny and everything else. but the nanny had to really understand that he might be into that actually yeah. you know yeah you, you might be employed till seven but if if it's a life in, and death situation yeah, you they're have not to... going to be able to walk out the door and come back no and the boss i had who had quite a heavy heavy job i used to know the way she, the way she used to uh drive in the drive and the way <laughs> she used to um open the front door oh really don't know what it, i couldn't tell you and I used to know whether it was a, hi, Anna, we've had a great day, we've done this, we've done that, mm. or whether it was, here's a cup of tea, we're just going to have dinner, if you want to head upstairs and have mm-hmm. five minutes. 
And then she'd come back down later and be like, right, okay, I'm ready. But there were days where me going, hi, yeah, no, we've, we've done Play-Doh and we've been to the class and we've mm-hmm. done... She's looking at me and thinking... Shut up. Please stop. Yeah. I've just come home and I am trying to process everything that's gone on. Yeah. And there's me like, yay, we <laughs> painted by numbers today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. And I think the relationship is absolutely communication is key but it's also that non-verbal communication it's reading situations isn't it and that sometimes people just don't want to talk or people are really having a tough time and it's not you yeah that's a hard thing as well isn't it you think it's you but actually there's a lot of stuff going on yeah and it's a bit you know it's very similar to kind of coming home to your you know partner or family members and you've had a bad day you react to them very differently. Well, you're coming home and your nanny is stood there. Mm-hmm. They may they may get the brunt of it. Yeah. And and there's lots of nannies that have, I've we've spoken to that do get that. And I think as soon as they realise that actually mm-hmm. it's not them and it is about it's what's going on. It's a joint empathy. It is, yeah. You have to have an empathy for each you other. You do, you definitely. Um, to understand. But, you know, again, the job is so driven by emotion. Mm. You are looking after people's most precious possession yeah and it's it's massive it is massive you are actually helping to guide what kind of human they're going to be yeah and what kind of adult they're going to be well you're almost like a proxy parent aren't you Mm -hmm. you are a proxy parent for the day Mm -hmm. yeah and so you're taking over and supporting those parents in that job Mm -hmm. and when I hear now the children I've looked after and they are in their 20s and I look back and I'm like, I never appreciated the activities that we did or the things that we did would have such an impact. How it shapes them and how yeah. you can probably still see with those those charges, uh, in inverted yeah. commas, um, the things, things that you did, yeah, mm-hmm. that and have shaped them. There's, you go, wow, I just never no. realised that they would remember things. And that's kind of, as a nanny, that's what you've got to look, haven't you, to think. In 20 years' time, mm-hmm. will this, will what have I've done have mm-hmm. shaped this person in the way that yeah. they needed to be shaped type thing? Absolutely, and it, yeah. Very, it's a bit deep, isn't it? It's very deep, and it's, it, it's not, you know... It's not something to be taken lightly. No, not at all. No. And from either side, I think. But what an amazing opportunity to mm-hmm. have. Like you said, all those charges that you've got, you know, and you see them and you're like, blimmin' heck, I'm proud of that. Yeah, really yeah. proud. Like, I sit there and, you know, one of them had their birthday a couple of weeks ago and I'm there with all the family members. And even people who, you know, friends of the family when the children were born and were around and they're you know we all get back together and it's like oh do you remember yeah. and the children go yeah but do you remember mm-hmm. when you guys did this or that or said this and you think <laughs> yeah <laughs> slightly concerning yeah um and yeah it really does you know that's 20 years on yeah but also the other thing that you're doing not just um you're not just helping shape um the children's lives you're helping shape the parents lives as Mm -hmm. well because they've got trust in somebody at home while they can actually get on with their career and Mm -hmm. do you know the things that they want to do one of my families was um we actually had three week old well when i first started the job the 
um, twins had been born three weeks premature, so they came out of hospital at you know mm-hmm. their due date. So we had the um, the babies. We had a two year old and we had a five year old, and it was full on. It mm. was a lot, and you know, mum was running a business. And we had a lot kind of between all of the four children and I'm still in contact with them because actually the, the twins are my goddaughter. Oh. <laughs> and um, she says that that first year was such a blur. Yeah. And that actually the fact that I remember things and... Oh, that, that's lovely, yeah. So and you... that I was there and we did think, you know, she said, oh, it's so, it's so weird because it would have, it just... Kind passed her by yeah. passed her by because she had four children and a yeah, lot going course, on yeah. um, but you know we took the children on holiday and we did all those things mm-hmm. and she said that that her memory of particularly the twins being born was the fact I was there as well yeah. so it's, it's well, and if she had her own business you enabled her to, to be able to, to be able on. to do that which you know is huge as well it is and so yeah so in in summary mm. um what would your you say to somebody who wants to be a nanny and what would you say to an employer who wants to employ a nanny so kind of first time for both okay someone who wants to be a nanny you need to obviously truly love being around children but i would say you have to have a really mature professional outlook on it being a career Mm -hmm. and that you see it as something that you are massively you know you are hugely privileged you're in a position where you are raising children Mm -hmm. and helping to raise children for someone and that you're you know it's a huge responsibility not to be taken lightly Mm -hmm. but it's an amazing job if if you truly love being around children and families and things like that it's it's one of the most special things you can do so what about um an employer who's thinking or a family that's thinking of employing a nanny for the first time what have they what are the things they need to think about respect that this is someone's career Mm -hmm. and that someone has is really investing in this and that this is their job and you want to support and value that as much as you want someone to support and value your career mm-hmm. in your chosen profession communicate yeah and that's on both but communicate have those opportunities for conversation mm-hmm. even if it's a cup of coffee at the kitchen table once a week of right what's going on but tell them when things are happening tell them only when things are happening tell you know open the conversation if something is grating on you talk about it yeah I would you know put in an element of that kind of review appraisal type thing mm-hmm. and always keep in the back of your head you know that this is their job so what would make their job mm-hmm. and it sounds really really small but always say thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't wait two years to tell them about the phone handle <laughs> and the dishwasher everything for today thanks for listening if there's something you'd like us to talk about we'd love you to get in touch and let us know find us on facebook and instagram at bespoke family or head to our website the links are in our show notes make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear 
We're Bex and Claire, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Teen and everything in between. See you then. Thank you.